everyone, and welcome to the Scouting Report and our Wednesday special with John Pont. Before we jump in, let me remind you to head back and listen to all of our previous Wednesday specials, as well as all of our audio scouting reports. We've covered someone at every position so far. We will continue to work through the crop of 2023 NFL draft athletes. Head over to Twitter, find me at RightStepADV to let me know who you want to hear next. Not on Twitter, that's okay. RSAFootball.com has a spot where you can get me messages as well. Love hearing what you want to hear next and what you like and don't agree with about all the players. But today is all about football and just about every aspect of football. A guy that has been in coaching, recruiting, strength and conditioning, you name it, he has probably done it. Stops at Akron, Miami of Ohio, Colorado State, North Texas, North Alabama, Florida State, Case Western Reserve, University of Chicago, and now Indiana. That's a few packings and moving from new cities, but uh, John, along the way, has been around tremendous coaches, worn about every hat there is to wear. All those stops along the way, you can be sure that John probably has advice, maybe a nugget that everyone will want to hear. So enough from me. Let's jump in. John Pont, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Roderick. It's a pleasure to be here. Excited to talk with you a little bit and uh, looking forward to get, getting after it. Absolutely. Well, uh, we've hit on all the background, uh, a few stops, obviously, along the way. So just uh, talk to us a little bit more about the background, how you got into the football world, maybe stops you've made along the way, um, you know, highlights, you know, where, whatever you want to talk about here. What uh, just tell us about your background. Well, the uh, starts, you know, with the blood, first and foremost, uh, most people, one of their first questions when they they meet me, they ask is, are you related to the John Pott? Uh, my, my grandfather, national coach of the year in 1967, uh, when he was the head coach here at Indiana University, uh, took Indiana to their, their only Rose Bowl uh, to date and uh, just kind of was born into a family of, of great coaches. His brother, Rich Pott, was a uh, coach at Yale for years and years under Co Coach Karam Koza and I grew up with them as my mentors, my role models, and people who I wanted to emulate my life after. So watching my grandfather coach uh, of various levels of college football, he coached professional football in Japan. He started uh, Division Three program at, at the College of Mount St. Joseph in Cincinnati, he coached high school ball when I was young, too, um, to watch him and then watch my uncle Rich at Yale. I always knew I wanted to get into coaching, always knew uh, football was going to be a part of my life for a very long time. Uh, I was blessed after college, uh, graduated from Miami University, the cradle of coaches, to uh, meet Coach Bobby Bowden, who offered me a position at Florida State and got the, got the start my career at Florida State uh, with Coach Bowden and some of his last years in coaching. Coach Jimbo Fisher had just gotten there, was the offensive coordinator, worked with him and just a, a ton of other coaches that were there that are just legends of the game. Uh, worked for Coach Bowden's son, Terry, at, at North Alabama and then later at Akron uh, in my career and made several stops, as you alluded to. Um, coach quarterbacks, coach inside receivers, coach tight ends, fullbacks, uh, worked with running backs. Uh, I've driven the equipment truck. I've, I've worked in strength and conditioning, done a little bit of everything. Um, was offensive coordinator most recently at the University of Chicago before 
getting the opportunity to, to follow my grandfather's footsteps here at Indiana University and uh, work in the weight room, help out with the offense and just uh, be a part of a great program, work for another national coach of the year and Coach Allen and uh, just learn from his great staff here and, and just soak it all in. That is, uh, it's quite the, you know, the group of coaches. I mean, you named some, some hall of famers right there, um, Indiana, because of, uh, because of the bloodlines, because of the John Pont and what he did at Indiana, um, was it always a spot that you wanted to end up or was it, Hey, if I get there great or, you know, kind of what was that relationship like? Yeah, it's always, uh, been on my radar as a place, uh, that, that held a, a special place in my heart for sure. And, you know, to see everything that Coach Allen was doing here with his staff and the team and you saw as you watched games, you could see the culture, feel the culture just from watching the games. And when you in the coaching world, you could hear people talk about all the, the good that was being done here and the way it was being built the right way. So felt this tug on our hearts um, to reach out to him and see, you know, kind of what was, was out there, what possibilities lay out. And one thing led to another and we were able to, you know, make this, this opportunity work. Yeah. I loved it. Loved coming to Bloomington when I was on the road. It used to be one of my favorite visits, not just cause you know, I got to catch up with you, but, uh, but coach paycheck, coach Allen, the entire coaching staff, it's a great building. It's a great setting. They do as good a job as anybody with NFL scouts, super accommodating. And then it's always nice when they have really good players coming through, which uh, that's been a big part of what coach Allen's done. So uh, let's, let's first jump into that. You know, obviously plenty we're still going to cover here, but uh, Indiana got a bunch of guys that are soon going to be playing in the NFL. They, it seems like they have an offensive lineman every year. Obviously, they've put some uh, wide receivers. They got guys just about every position. Um, what do you think it is about Coach Allen, the Indiana program, that really has allowed them to, you know, probably increase the talent these last few four or five years and put guys into the NFL? I think it's it's really threefold. Uh, you know, evaluation one, you have to to find the right players. Uh, you know, and most most guys at this level can see talent, and especially when you're recruiting the top tier kids, uh, the, the talent jumps off the film. But being able to separate between those top level guys to know, hey, who's your one, who's your two, and go after the specific guys, evaluate who they are as people, how they fit with your team uh, is really, really important. I think one of the things that coach and his staff really do well is figuring out how each kid fits into the scheme, but also the the persona and the value system that that they've worked so hard to establish and, and build as the foundation of this program. So evaluating on on that regard, I think is is huge. Developing the relationships, um, you know, recruiting is relationships. It's building that comfortability and the the sense of this is home and the right fit uh, for for the student athlete and their family uh, because it's it's an investment in their future and then they want to know am I going to be taken care of am I going to be looked after and I think coach Allen and his staff do a phenomenal job with that and then obviously uh, development uh, you know you need to bring in those top tier kids but they also have to get better year in and year out 
then you also have to find some diamonds in the rough, uh, you know, and, and build them up and make them into the best football players they can possibly be and still have room to grow and still be learning guys that love the game, love to grow, have a passion for getting better. Then um, the way we work day in and day out, I think really builds and helps them set their foundation for, you know, growing and becoming great NFL players as well. So I think in those three areas really help our student athletes and the, the student athletes that, that have been here before I got here, uh, you know, just set themselves up to be great NFL football players and even, you know, just good teammates, good people to, to have in the building. Absolutely. That's exactly right. The, uh, the profiles, you, you walk into Indiana and you start evaluating some of these guys coming out each draft year and you, you usually have a pretty good idea. Um, just even before you step in the building, you can, you can kind of check a couple boxes. If, if they're going to play for coach Allen, they're going to play for that staff. You can check some boxes, which is awesome. Um, so you, we talked about your, your background in coaching in, you know, recruiting, which is evaluation relationships as well as working now in strength, uh, with the strength staff let's hit on the elements of each what do you really like let's start with uh, what you're doing now with the strength staff what do you really like about it how was it uh, kind of maybe reshaped your philosophy made you a better coach better evaluator just talk about that strength one of the things I love the most is you know I got into coaching because of the relationships with the kids and and the desire to positively impact lives of, of those who have been entrusted to me and nobody on a football staff gets to spend more time with the student athletes than the strength staff. Uh, so to be in that role where I can, you know, see our student athletes day in and day out for, you know, good periods of time. And they also enjoy the weight room. So they come even when they're not required to, they're, they're popping in, they're getting extra work. They're just, being around so we get a little bit more interaction with them I think than you know their position coaches at times they're they're the coordinators their head coach uh and that's one of the things I just I really love about uh this role this the this side of the game um obviously like we talked about development being such a huge part of the student athletes time in college and so uh, strength and conditioning is at the the epicenter of that that pillar of, of their preparation for the NFL and everything that goes into it. You know, we talk to the kids not only about lifting weights, but about, you know, their nutrition, their sleep habits, their, um, their just mental peace, their mental side of their, their lives and just everything that that's going on with them and how everything is, is tied into one. So I love that that piece of strength and conditioning and uh, just being involved in that side right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I mean, you talked about that piece of the relationships and that's, you know, something that that uh, every scout on the road is looking to talk to every member of the strength staff, because that's where, you know, these these guys, these future NFL players, that's where the personality will come through, where you see the work ethic, where you see the habits, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, that's awesome. On the relationship side, obviously you talked about the recruiting aspect. Recruiting is all about relationships and the evaluation. Uh, just talk to me of what, what elements of the recruiting, obviously the relationships. Yeah. You can throw that one as the number one. Let's speak on the evaluation. What do you really like about the evaluation side? 
I love digging into just the nuts, nuts and bolts, the nooks and crannies, um, and who who the the kids are, what drives them, what motivates them, uh, what makes them tick, and also just watching watching the film for the nuances of the game. Uh, you know, as having the background as a coach uh, on the field, I love watching you know a quarterback's form and and hitting his back foot, throwing on time, seeing his, his mind work, you know, going through reads, um, just watching the timing, um, all those pieces, you know, where, where no lineman puts his hands and how he uses leverage, watching defensive linemen uh, on a wrestling mat, you know, in, uh, in the off season, seeing them play and use leverage and all those, um, all the, the pieces that go into, the evaluation, you know, just on the field, in the classroom, talking with their, their, their teachers, seeing the janitor when you're out recruiting and, and asking him what he thinks of, you know, Billy or Johnny or whomever, um, you know, and, and just seeing the kids interact as they walk around their high school. Uh, those things really fired me up and, and I really enjoyed about the evaluation process. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of what us scouts are doing all the time, which, uh, again, you just get that that relationship aspect year round. But, uh, man, you were really speaking my language there, talking about some of those guys, which is, which is awesome. So uh, and then the last spot, coaching background. So obviously you've hit on a number of positions. Remind us all what positions you've coached and then what it is. What is it about coaching specifically uh, that that really, really speaks to you? Yeah, I've, I've coached uh, quarterbacks, um, wide receivers, linebackers, fullbacks, tight ends, uh, worked with the running backs a little bit. I wouldn't say I necessarily coached them, but in grad assistant quality control roles was was in the meeting room, that type of thing. Um, and, you know, just really enjoy the relationship aspect, helping the student athlete connect with them to really push beyond their limits uh, to see the potential in themselves and to learn how to fail and learn how to grow from failure uh, and learn how to push themselves through those, you know, tough times to uh, evaluate themselves, to just look at everything they're doing from a macro and a micro perspective and really just pound on their craft, learn to become a better football player, but also use the lessons that they learn in football to become better men and, and hopefully future fathers, future, uh, you know, husbands, and just uh, use the game to, to grow them as people. That's awesome. Now you get me fired up. when to come play for you, Coach Pont. All right. I'll take I, it any I, day. I don't That's have any eligibility left and <laughs> you don't want, you know, you don't want players like me. So you won't have to worry about that. So uh, let's, let's keep on the coaching side of it. You've obviously worked with some big time coaches, names that everybody knows, um, you know, coaching's in the blood. There are good coaches and there are bad coaches out there. I'm not going to ask you to name good ones. I'm not going to ask you to name bad ones, even though it'd be you know, kind of fun to throw some names out there. But what is it about the good coaches? What are good coaches doing at, at all levels? I mean, you've been you've been at Power Five. You've been at uh, you've been in the MAC. You've been at the Division Three level. Um, what is it that good coaches are doing that you wish you saw more of? I think the, the 
first and foremost, I'd have to say, uh, you know, just living out their culture. Uh, a lot of guys can talk the talk, but they don't necessarily walk the walk. And, you know, I, culture is such a buzzword right now. And I think it's, it is for a good reason. Everything, especially after the pandemic, um, you know, building a culture, building a family, building, you know, a group of tight knit uh, community was so important because we lost that for a little while. And building that back up is is really, you know, been been at the forefront of society. And so it's it's shown itself, I think, in the football world even more. And I see far too often, you know, coaches preaching culture, 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 and having these, you know, big grandiose uh, speeches about what their culture is, what they believe in, but you don't necessarily see it in how the team works or how they live their day-to-day -day life. And I think, you know, the great coaches, as you talked about, are, are you know, or you touched on and asked about, they, they live with integrity. What they say, they're going to follow up with how they live and how they do things. And preaching the culture for the team, they should also live that. And I think the great coaches and great teams – you know, build that culture up, but then also live it out. Uh, it's not just some words and phrases, mantras that they say over and over again. It actually permeates through everything that they do. And, and from a day-to-day -day basis, week to week, year to year, it's, it's who they are. Absolutely. Culture matters. It doesn't matter if you are in athletics, if you are in Fortune 500, if you are part of a coaching staff, the whole team, again, culture matters. It's talked about at the NFL level. It's talked about as scouting staff. There's a culture of every scouting staff, every coaching staff, every team, no matter what level. If your culture is not right, it is going to show up at some point. And like you said, the ones that are authentic, those are the ones that are really special to be part of. So absolutely. So getting back to the strength and conditioning. So, uh, Obviously, there's good players that can become great players, um, but great players to have long careers in the NFL, oftentimes, I'm not going to say always because there's always exceptions to the rule, but uh, to be a great player, have a long career in the NFL, what is it that some of these guys are doing on the strength and conditioning side that maybe sets them apart? Outstanding question. I think, you know, we, we look at guys who – you, you hear all the time when they're a great NFL player, they're a student of the game. Well, they can be a student of the game in, in the football aspect, the X's and O's, but are they a student of the game when it comes to how they treat their bodies? And I think the, the ones that go from good to great really exemplify that, you know, and how they, they get after treating their bodies the right way and taking care of, you know, Everybody in America lifts weights. It's what you do outside of the mandatory team lifts. You know, how you, you treat your body. Are you, are you sleeping enough? Are you eating enough? Are you eating the right things? Are you, you know, foam rolling? Are you hitting the hot tub, the cold tub? Are you icing when you need to? Normatex, all those things. Doing the right things to... Uh, take care of your body so that you can recover and be be the best athlete you can be um, year in and year out. And 
constantly studying, meeting with people who are smarter than you, you know, in their, their, that field, that area, um, you know, and, and just learning, just being a student of the game and what's going to help you be the best football player, be the best athlete. Um, you know, you have to just keep, be at the forefront of all of the research and all of the technology and just continue to lean on the people that are there uh, to help you do those things and to be the best that you can possibly be. So um, the people that I've seen who continue to, to, you know, have long careers are doing those things, just taking care of their bodies and, and finding new ways to always uh, recoup and regenerate and be, be better day in and day out and year in, year out. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's always, it's always funny because uh, I can't remember who it was came out and said, yeah, I spent about a hundred thousand dollars last year, NFL player just on massages and taking care of my body. And there were people that kind of, you know, gasp at that. But then you think about the, you know, 30 to $40 million contract guaranteed that, you know, it's all, it all plays in. It's an investment in their body for these college guys. It's an investment in their future. It's an investment in whatever time they have playing and, and like you said, not just eating, but eating the right things and not just sleeping, but getting quality sleep and not just lifting, but lifting the right way. All those all those little things. Uh, it's, it's a full time job. It, that is that is one of the best ways. And, you know, you've got to you've got to not just put in 40 hours. It's going to be 50, 60, 80 hours for these guys that really want to make it. So that's awesome. And there's so you've a whole, been inside there's a whole lot worse things that you could spend your money on than uh there is no question your about body, that. that's for sure <laughs> that there is no question about that so uh you've been inside a couple division one football programs that's obviously you know biggest media coverage people follow you know their schools alma maters where they're from um but the people on the outside they're always relying on the media they're relying on social media newspapers espn whatever it is uh, they always don't get the full story. So what would you say the biggest misconception about a division one football program is? Outstanding question. Uh, and it could go so many different directions with that. Um, first, you know, the biggest misconception I, I would have to say is that uh, the students are truly student athletes. They do go to class Um I, 99% of them are not taking underwater basket weaving as a class or, uh, you know, any of those uh, fluff courses. Uh, the most mo majority of them are, are taking legitimate classes and really working hard in the classroom, spending most of their day uh, in school, doing classwork, learning, earning a degree. Uh, Along those lines, the other the I wouldn't say it's necessarily a misconception, but it's something that I think the the vast majority of the world forgets is that these guys are just 18 to 22, 23 year old young men. Uh, they see these great athletes performing on TV and, and giving interviews on on TV all day long and uh, you know, being in the newspaper all over social media and everything, they become brands, they become, you know, so much more. Uh, but they still, at the end of the day, are just 18 to 22 year old young guys who 
have the same thoughts and, you know, kind of day-to-day life desires, problems that, that any 18 to 22 year old has, you know, especially in college where they, they miss home, they, they have girlfriends, they get in a fight with their girlfriend. It's a hard day because they got in a fight with their girlfriend. Uh, homework is hard and it, it, things add up and it's hard for them and life, life can be tough. Um, they have a lot to fight through. Uh, so again, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a misconception, but it's something that, that people I think tend to gloss over or aren't aware of, or, or, um, don't think about uh, when they, when they think of, uh, division one football players and, uh, because they look at him and they say, Hey man, he's six, five, 310 pounds, and he's going to be a professional football player. And, uh, you know, he might even be making a lot of money now with NIL and things like that, but, uh, he's still really just a, just a young man and basically a kid in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think about myself. I, I think I was a pretty mature early 20 somethings, but, uh, the amount of interviews, the amount of pressure, the amount of constant attention. Again, I couldn't imagine dealing with it. And, um, obviously place like Indiana and, you know, schools across the country have as many resources as they can have. But again, at the end of the day, yeah, exactly. You're talking about, talking about 18 to 22 year old, you know, men that come from lots of different backgrounds and have, have a lot going on outside of football. So that's absolutely something to think about for people, which is, which is great. So, uh, Perfect. Well, as, uh, as we get through here, uh, you've worn a ton of hats. You've been a number of places. People all over are looking to get into football. What advice would you give to someone wanting to get to where you are now uh, or even beyond? Maybe a different spot, different school, different position. What, what advice would you give? Uh, I would say, you know, be, be where you are and, and do the best job at what you're doing you know do your job to the best of your ability and and be worried about where your feet are be planted there not looking to the next opportunity not looking to the next uh step in your career just be the best whatever you are um and for people that are really just trying to get their foot in the door uh be around great coaches the people who you might want to work for take every opportunity to to be near them be in proximity get around them be work camps go to clinics try and you know send some emails write notes ask them questions not hey you know how can i get into this but what do you think about this or give them you know something that that makes them think um look for advice that way uh how you can be a better coach um from those those mentors people you look up to um but be willing to do anything you know like i said i, I drove the equipment truck when i was at north alabama uh I, and coached the inside receivers um fitted helmets fitted shoulder pads and um you know as offensive coordinator at the university of chicago set up the the video camera before and after every practice and game and made sure that everything was filmed and uploaded. And you just have to be be willing to do anything that helps the team win, helps the, the program get better. Um, and anything that the, the head coach might want or coordinator might want. And um, as long as you, if you can be, be useful, uh, people want you around. 
Absolutely. Add value. That used to be, uh, you know, you, whatever you think of him now, that used to be Coach Myers' mantra at Ohio State. And just add value. I don't care what you're doing, add value. I remember when I was working for Coach Rabel, I had to go pick up a movable mound. That way his sons, Tyler and Carter, could have a pitching mound over the weekend, had to run it out to his house. And, hey, it allowed it allowed Coach Rabel to stay in the office, watch a little more film, and, uh, you know, stay on good terms with uh, with his wife at home. So, again, whatever you're doing, add value. So uh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, well, this has been uh, a lot of fun. If someone, uh, Coach, if someone has a question for you, you on social media, there's a spot where people can maybe reach out, you know, mention you, uh, you know, get you a question if they had something. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm on Twitter, Coach J Pont, the just the letter J, and then my last name, P-O-N-T, uh, all one word. You can find me on Twitter, reach out, DMs are open on there, and, uh, you know, happy to, to answer questions, talk to anybody. Uh, I'm in a pretty much an open book and uh, love meeting new coaches and people around the, the game of football and other, other games as well. Um, and so look forward to, to hearing from, from the listeners. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you again for coming on and uh, best of luck to you and uh, the Hoosier program moving forward. Thanks for having me. It's been a ton of fun as well. Appreciate it. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for jumping on and listening. Of course, go over and find Coach Pont on Twitter or find me. I'll get him tagged in our post this week. I'll be at RightStepADV. Of course, listen to our audio scouting reports coming out. Find me. Give me comments. Keep watching football. And in whatever you do, keep scouting. <laughs>